Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! What's up, tacos? This is Jim Harmer. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the one over the focal length rule for shutter speed. This is kind of the general rule that photographers have used for a long time, and it always kind of spurs on new questions. And so those are some of the things that I want to address in today's episode of Photo Taco. The general rule is this, when you are trying to set your shutter speed to make sure that you don't have too much camera shake in your picture, you want your shutter speed to be one over the focal length of the lens. So if I have my lens uh, zoomed in to 55 millimeters, for example, my shutter speed should be at least one over 55 to get a sharper picture. So that means I could go, you know, one over 60 and I would be just fine. I could be one over 80, one over 1000 and that's fine, but I just don't want to go under 155th of a second. So I wouldn't want to go to 140th of a second, for example. So that's the general rule, but there are a couple problems with the general rule. And the first question is, what does the rule have to do with the crop factor of my camera? That's actually a question that was asked on the Improved Photography Podcast Facebook group this week, and I woke up at four o'clock this morning. I couldn't sleep real well, and I saw that question. I thought, you know what? I'm going to spend the whole day answering that question. And so I had my general take on it the way that I usually answer the question, but I wanted to get the definitive answer. And so what I did is I... Um, I went out in the backyard and I started doing some tests because I wanted to do, I wanted to have, you know, the actual answer to this, not just something that, you know, we, we make up when we don't have an answer. So what I do to test sharpness is I usually go tape on my back, on the back fence, uh, a printed picture that I've taken and next to it, I'll just print a page of just random text and I'll tape them up next to each other. And that's what I'll focus on and actually shoot. And the reason that I do that to test the sharpness is when I'm zoomed out, I can see, I look at the, the printed picture that I've taken a picture of and I get kind of a general sense for how sharp the image is. And then when I zoom in, I look at the printed text and text, there's just, it's just perfect for being able to tell the sharpness of something is to zoom in on a page of text and see how crisp those letters are. And if the letters are really crisp, then you know you have a nice sharp shot. If they're not so crisp, uh, then you don't have a very uh, sharp shot, of course. So I, I did this and I took hundreds of pictures. I started at, um, you know, one fifteenth of a second and I tried all different focal lengths and I took multiple pictures at each focal length because, you know, sometimes you'll get one lucky frame, but you want to know if they're consistently going to be sharp that, at those settings. So I took that to look at it, switched to one twentieth of a second. Then I, you know, zoomed in all the different zoom ranges, trying different ones to see how how that would be. 
and I did this all with no image stabilization on the lens first. I wanted to see what I could do um, in those situations. Now, I'm going to be giving you some of these answers here that I got from my test, and so you should know something uh, about the conditions. One, I, you know, I'm a professional photographer. I think my technique is is pretty good. You know, not mashing the shutter button to to jostle the camera any more than than is necessary, etc. But it was also pretty cold outside. And because it was cold, my hands were kind of stiff and kind of trembling a little bit. And so I, th I think, you know, kind of balances out to, to pretty average conditions that I, that I was shooting in. And that makes a big difference because if you hand the camera to a non-photographer, they're not going to be able to get to nearly as low of a shutter speed because they can't hold the camera quite as steady and they typically mash the shutter button, you know, press it hard when the, when the right moment is happening instead of just gently rolling your finger over that shutter button. Uh, first, I did the not image stabilized test, and I got some interesting results from from doing that. First, the one over the focal length is really pretty pretty close for a full frame camera when uh, when when we're doing this not image stabilized stabilized. You'll notice that I say on a full frame camera. On a crop sensor camera, we always have to apply the the equivalent focal length to the equation. So if I take a 50 millimeter lens and I'm shooting it on a full frame camera, that's what we call 50 millimeters. And a lot of times on the podcast, on this podcast and our others, we'll be talking about a, a certain focal length, 70 to 200, for example. And I always get a comment from somebody to say, that's on a full frame camera. You never mentioned what it is on a crop sensor. And there's a reason for that. Photographers just go by the 35 millimeter standard when we're talking about focal length almost all the time. If somebody says 50 millimeters, they really mean 50 millimeters on a full frame camera unless they say otherwise. And so just when people are generally talking, that's, that's what we mean when we say 50 millimeters. But if I take that same lens that says 50 millimeters on it, and I put it on a crop sensor camera like the Fuji that I'm holding in my hand uh, or, you know, a Canon crop sensor, Nikon crop sensor, it's not going to matter much. That 50 millimeter lens has an equivalent focal length that's actually much longer. It's more zoomed in uh, than, than the 50 millimeters on a full frame camera because of the actual size of the sensor. You guys know that, I bet. So when we're figuring out this rule, we have to make sure that we're figuring this out the right way. Because let's say I take uh, a 50 millimeter, you know, let's say I'm shooting at 50 millimeters on my crop sensor camera. I need to make sure to apply the crop factor first before I go to the one over the focal length rule. So a 50 millimeter camera, if I multiply it times 1.5, which is the general crop factor on most crop sensor cameras, that gives me 75 millimeters. You know, 50 times 1.5 is going to be 75. And so I need a shutter speed that's at least 1 over 75 to, in order to get a sharp shot as the general rule. So we do need to apply that, that crop factor first to uh, to the rule. Now, if you don't want to do this, I've made a handy handy dandy little shortcut that you can uh, go to at improvephotography.com slash 
focal length rule. That's improvephotography.com slash focal length rule. And basically what I'll, what I'll have for you there is just a, a, a little cheat sheet that will already do this for you. It will already show you what the equivalent focal length is for a lot of the different focal lengths, whether you're on a crop sensor or a full frame camera. So that's at improvephotography.com slash focal length rule. Now, what I've done here is I've just, I took multiple pictures at each focal length, and then I'm going to tell you, you know, if you can get, if you're getting poor results there where almost every photo is blurry, fair results where some photos are sharp, but most aren't real sharp, and then good and great for each focal length and every different, uh, every different focal length on crop and full sensor cameras and every different uh, shutter speed combination. So it's a, it's a pretty handy little, little worksheet that I, that I've made for you there. I definitely check that one out. I think it will help to understand this a little bit quicker. But once you once you have that, and we understand we need to apply the the equivalent focal length to to get there, there's more to understand than that. And the first thing to to get while we're while we're applying this rule is focal length is a range. It's not like one set thing of you know sharp not sharp. I think a lot of photographers kind of think of it that way if something is sharp or not sharp, but it, it's really a lot more complicated than that. As I went out and, and did some of this testing, I, I took some pictures to, to kind of highlight this, to show how, how different things look. Um, you know, it, it, with that range of sharpness. And on, and on the article that I mentioned at, at improvephotography.com slash focal length rule, I have a picture there that shows, you know, a really sharp, uh, a really sharp sample, a kind of sharp sample, etc. And I think that's an important thing for you to go look at because it, it kind of gives you an idea of, of, of what you're really needing for the sharpness. Now, it's tempting when you're testing for sharpness to really... Um, to, to be a little bit too picky on the sharpness, we, you know, we zoom into a hundred percent right into the tiniest little detail of a picture and we say, that's blurry. But really when it's, when you're using the photo, how you're usually going to use it, which is, you know, zoomed out, it's really just going to be small on Facebook is where most people are going to see it. Well, that picture might have perfectly decent sharpness. So keep in mind the way that you're actually going to use the photo and it may change your standard for what actually is sharp in that situation. Sometimes we don't need to get quite as obsessive as sometimes we are. We all want sharp images, but if it's really only going to be shown on, on Facebook small, it really just isn't that big of a deal. But if you're going to be printing big, you're going to be cropping into the picture, etc., then we really need every tiny little bit of sharpness that that lens can give us. But you should understand that technology is changing the rule pretty dramatically. A few years ago, we could pretty much walk by this rule and do just fine. But now our lenses have image stabilization. 
And if you turn on that image stabilization on your lens, then the whole equation changes because we're getting, you know, three and four stops extra image stabilization just by turning on um, three and four stops more sharpness by just turning on that image stabilization. And so it changes the formula. And so I did tests with image stabilization and without, and you know, you, you're getting a good, you can go quite a bit slower on the shutter speed, cheat down quite a bit more than we used to be able to if if you're shooting with a lens that's image stabilized, wow, as image stabilized, or sometimes cameras have it, uh, where we'll we'll see the image stabilization on the actual camera, and that's really nice to have because then every lens you put on there is also image stabilized. Uh, so that's something to to be aware of. We can't take this as the gospel truth anymore because image stabilization is changing it and also our sensors are getting much higher resolution. When I started doing photography professionally, uh, I used a 10 megapixel DSLR and, you know, that's just what we had. And so the the sensor wasn't even capturing that much detail. And so if it was just a tiny bit sharp, there wasn't a lot of detail anyway to blur out. But now we're shooting 36, 24, 40 megapixel files on our DSLRs. And so uh, any tiny little mistake we make in the sharpness and you notice it because we can zoom in and see that real fine detail. And we don't want to lose it if we don't if we don't have to our standards for what is the proper focal length or shutter speed for different focal lengths is constantly changing depending on the, on the technology. But generally, it's that one over focal length rule. I hope this episode of Photo Taco was helpful for you. If you want to learn a lot more about the, the kind of fundamentals of photography, stuff like this, then please check out Photography Start. F photography Start is a class that I put a ton of work into. It's uh, basically, I, I think it's a little bit over three hours of video training, if I remember right. And it just walks you through the fundamentals of photography. It's 22 HD videos uh, where I'm using inexpensive gear, walking you through a lot of photo recipes for how to make stuff. It's priced at $50 right now. You can go get it at improvephotography.com slash start, or you can just go to improvephotography.com. I made a new link there for the store in the menu that you can just click on that and you'll see uh, photography start. Thanks for joining me in this episode of Photo Taco, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Photo Taco. The views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission is reserved. Olay!